another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The vintage podcast in the loft. Yeah, we're back yeah. in the loft. The Stormcast. Storm edition. Storm edition. Yeah, so we had a, in case anyone has seen the news about like Eastern Canada, yeah. Newfoundland particularly, Newfoundland, yeah. we had 90 something centimeters of snow Yeah, and 140 kilometer winds with the gusts over 200 oh it's like a hurricane in the winter (laughs) lots of lots of snow if you're in the states that's like three feet of snow in 24 hours well it was a blizzard inside a hurricane that uh, that. (laughs) it was a blizzard inside a hurricane with a record snowfall so So the whole city shut down it's a state of emergency six days six days so we're getting close to not being able to have an episode for this week that's right we're gonna have to skip a week for the first time since we started the podcast yeah but uh I managed to get to Josh's. Yeah. I brought a mic with me. I came to pick you up. This is where yeah. we used to record in the loft. Right. So only, now we're... Only uh, because your house is a zoo right now. Yeah. <laughs> the kids and everything. But it's a state of emergency, so you're not allowed yeah. on the road. So I'm going to have to like walk home after this. Cause, That's right. Yeah. It's a state of emergency for... It's going to be basically, by the time this is done, 10 days. Yeah. So the city shut down. But rather than miss an episode... Yeah. We're doing a loft episode. We're doing a loft episode. And I think we might record two now, back to back. Yeah. For virtual 11. Get really into it. Just in case, you know. Just in case. We'll see what happens. Because well, the city's yeah. like shut down. It is shut down. Half the roads are still barely passable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy out there, to be honest. It's yeah. been quite interesting. It's the craziest storm I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and like, well, it's also a symptom of, I think, what the world's like now. I mean, none of the bars are open. I mean, 20 years ago in St. John's, the place, this would be party central right now. Yeah. Well, it was right? party central. Me and my neighbors have been like... Digging out and then sitting around, hanging yeah. out in the shed and like... But you know what I mean. Made a I fire mean, pit and we were sitting around years. drinking beer. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. Everything is else. shut down in the city. Yeah, but 15 years ago, all the bars would have been wrecked. Oh, yeah. There's no way. I mean, but now... Yeah. And not only that, so many of the bars would have opened back then. But you know, like all the after hours bars that just operate gray area. Yeah. But now you can't do it with social media. Someone would be like, hey, look, I'm having a beer. And then that person, that, that bar owner gets That's a true. I never thought of fine. that. Yeah. Not like it used to be. No, sir, buddy. Not <laughs> like it used to be. The shed is always open. No the matter how bad open. the storm. Yeah, I got to walk all the way over there. I could, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I'm well stocked. I knew it was coming. So Me too. Yeah, I got lots, lots of, of gas. I got lots of food. I'm good. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, virtual 11, let's get into this beer. Yes, let's get into this beer. Let's have this. Because I'm. Me, yeah. Play the clip. Play the clip. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. This beer you brought over is the Trailway Brewing Co. Dunder? Yeah, it's, it's from uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick. It's an Australian pale ale. Yep. Oh, yeah. I missed this. I know. So we haven't done one in the loft. I can't wonder what episode it was. Oh, it was a while ago. Because we moved to my basement at one point. Oh, this looks very uh, unfiltered and cloudy. It does. Very Australian. <laughs> oh, this oh, is good. Really good. This is really good. It's amazing. Fantastic. I don't know if it's the storm or if it's the beer. It's amazing. But the city shut down. Mm. I've done like nothing but sit around and like yeah, drink beer. Well, shovel snow. Yeah. Use a snowblower yeah. and drink the odd beer. That's basically been my life for the last five days. Same with me. I basically been. I didn't like, leave my cul-de-sac for five days. Yeah, I've been. Li- I've been like living my future retirement. I just <laughs> been sitting around. Uh, the first day it happened. So, first off, I've had tons of food, tons of booze. Yeah. I've had some friends over. I've had a good time. Yeah. I haven't lost power for a minute. There's all these people on, on, on media. That's the like, other thing. I didn't lose power I didn't either. lose any like power. the city lost their power. The day, first day after, I cooked a turkey. Just because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll cook a turkey for fun, warm up the house, you know. And then I made turkey soup. 
let's cook the duck. You know, I've been like, I've been having a gourmet feast over here day after day, you know. I had a stocked beer fridge and a freezer full of moose. So oh, yeah. that's pretty good for any natural disaster. And I know when people are on social media, like, I can't believe this. And I'm like, when are they going to open the pub? <laughs> like, <laughs> who cares? So, Virtual 11, mm. second last album we have to do. Yeah, I'm dreading this one. I got to walk not, a fine line see, on this one. I like a lot of this album, so I think we're going to butt heads a lot, but that's fine. Yeah, I hate this, so it's like you got your podcast about your band you love, and then I got to review this album. Yeah. And it's just, it is, you know, all right, I, for me it's the worst, but we'll get into it now and I'll explain to you why. I still like it better than Fear of the Dark. Then you would. <laughs> you I would. think the strong songs on this are stronger, and oh. it's enough for me to like it better. Um, so I'm not going to, like, trash the album. I'm just yeah. going to give you my, like, opinion. There's some of the, some of this album... I think it's pretty weak. Yeah. But not for the reasons. I think there's like editing problems on this yeah. album. Some of these songs are twice as long as they should be. Oh yeah, if the if the if the editing was better. I mean, <laughs> still. So, March 23rd, 1998. Yeah. Virtual 11 comes out. So, Virtual 11 the title, it's the 11th album. Mm. That's part of it. So, Maiden's Head's very much in this like futuristic headspace. And it's the uh, 1998 FIFA World Cup, and there's 11 players on a team. Yeah. And that has to do with, like, they tied in a football team onto the album cover. Like, that football team in the corner of the album cover wasn't originally there. Oh. That was added. Maiden asked them to add, add that. It was just the kid with the goggles and the Eddie. Really? Steve Harris. I have a quote here, actually. Uh, Steve Harris says, We figure our fans are pretty much the same as we are, with pretty much the same interests. So we thought, it's World Cup year in 98. Let's get the football involved in the new album. And we were already working on a computer game at the time, so we thought, well, let's bring that element into things too. I think this is like Steve Harris taking command of Maiden and Bruce is gone. Yeah. Adrian's gone. Yeah. Yannick's not going to argue with him. No. Blaze isn't going to say anything to him about, about anything. Absolutely not. And I think Steve Harris is like, this is what we're doing with Maiden. We're doing football. Yeah. Maiden album and everyone's like, okay, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nico's sitting in the back going, when we Fuming. get in the band back together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I read an interview where he said that during the X Factor tour, so many fans gave him like, well, they had like West Ham scarves and jerseys on. Mm-hmm. And so many people in Brazil and Argentina were giving them like football jerseys. And uh, he thought, you know, his two biggest loves of football and heavy metal yeah, he would put together, which I don't know if that's that great of an idea. Well, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't come through for me. I mean, well, the, the, yeah, the album cover. Yeah. We'll get into it later, but like, you can barely see the football team on the front. But when you go yeah. inside, it's like yeah. there's a lot of football references. Yeah, and the Eddie on stage had like a football jersey on and stuff. Yeah, the 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 actual soccer imagery. jersey. Yeah, when we get into yeah. that, and when we break down the artwork later, but that's yeah. that's one of the parts of the album I like. You know, just a little confused. Oh, the you know. football, oh, yeah. totally. So. I don't mind this cover, this Eddie. Not the football. different. I mean, I miss that completely. I just yeah. like that Eddie. I like the look. I like the colors. I like it's the color step. scheme. It's a, it's a way big improvement over X-Factor, so. I would take this over, like, the live action X-Factor cover, too. Of course, yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan of the lettering and the logo or whatever, but we'll get into all that later. Yeah. Um, Something to keep in mind, too, is when they recorded the X-Factor, Blaze was new in the band, mm. and they hadn't really played live as a band like i read an interview with blaze where he's like they recorded the x factor and then they went and toured yeah so they came back from that with kind of an album and a whole tour under their belt so he said they like 
the energy was better. They felt more like a band after yeah. touring. And it's funny when you think about that, because like when the X Factor came out, they had never toured as a band together. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were just kind of a studio band. And the X Factor, remember, was a, a dark headspace for uh, for Harris, right? So, right. you know, he's probably coming out a, a bit. This album feels a little lighter. It does feel a lot more yeah. lighter and like positive. Yeah. Recorded again in Barnyard Studios at Steve's house, Steve yeah. Harris's house. And Steve Harris produced it with Nigel Green again. Yeah. Same as X Factor. I think the production on this album is pretty uh, not great. Yeah. That, I don't know. It just sounds very flat and the guitars are kind of lost a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think Steve Harris shouldn't be producing their own Maiden albums. Yeah. it's. I don't know. It's hard for me to assess that critically. Yeah. Because I just do not like so much about it. It's hard to be like, oh, you know, if, if this sounded better or that, or where's the yeah. you know, bass well, line in this part? Part it's, of it. Yeah. If they had, still had Merton Birch. Yeah at the helm producing this album, I would wonder how much like input he would have as far as like editing and arranging these songs. Like, Would these songs be that long? I don't know. I think you'd Martin see Birch. drastic changes. I mean, there's some there's some giant gaping yeah. holes. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. Like, I mean, some of these songs are just too long. And they it's yeah. almost like they needed someone there outside. Like, when you have Steve Harris as the leader of the band and producing the album, it's almost like they need someone outside the band to be like, that's too many times on this course. Yeah. That's way too many times on this. Yeah, but that's that's nitpicking, like, the actual songs, like The Angel and the Gambler. That's saying, like, cut that down. But if you step back and you, you look at it, for me, X Factor, they come into it and, and there's a lot of good in that album. It's actually a really good album in a lot of ways. And they're in this dark time and, and they're just in a blaze. I would have thought this album would have been, all right, is the blaze here going to take off? Are they going to go to the next level? And this is not like, well, if we had to mix that a little shorter and put it in another track. Like, this is just through the dart, missed the dartboard, ricocheted, hit me the toe. <laughs> like, not, you know, I didn't, I didn't See, make I think my triple. I think there's it's, points on this album where they did yeah. succeed in taking that next step into, like, a big album yeah. after The X Factor. Yeah. It's, it's like, so I saw points, this. There's points. Yeah. I mean, it's very inconsistent. Yeah. So I saw this video of like this 98 year old mountain biker. They were like, he's 92 and he's still got a mountain bike. And they were like, everyone's cheering him on. And he literally like, I don't know what it means when you're a biker, but like he leaves the stall to enter the biking course. And he immediately just falls, like immediately goes on the side and like does this huge wipe like right away. Like that's what this album is. Really? Yeah. Well, well, that bad? I know. I got better analogies (laughs) once we get going. We'll go through all the songs. Yeah. At the end, we'll like, but you gotta, you gotta. Wow. I didn't think you would have. Okay. Mm. See, I didn't think this album's pretty good. Yeah. I do think it's the second worst Maiden album. Yeah. But even saying that, I mean, I think there's some really great stuff on this album. Yeah. I think it's very inconsistent. Even the songs are inconsistent. It's like, too early really for me good to get, yeah. parts of songs that get, I don't know. It's so bad, but it's too early for me to so give bad. you, okay. it's too early for me to give you my full take because it's going to come guns and blazes. Now, you could soften it. You yeah. tend to do that. Like, you, you're like, <laughs> oh, there's a part in here about, uh, you know, that you're going to like. And I'll be like, you know what? Maybe that's not so bad, you know? I will say that these, this is the Digipack. So yeah. this is, I don't have all my copies here because yeah. we're at Josh's Loft. But... This is the two CD Japanese version. Yeah. This is the new Digipack. Yes. And I feel like this Digipack sounds a lot better. Well, it's all I'm listening to now because yeah. I have it in my truck. Now, I'm not sure yeah. if it's because I'm not used to putting the X, putting Virtual 11 in my car and like blasting it and driving around, which I've been doing. Yeah. And I have never really done that before. I've just kind of listened to it. Yeah. So that, that's, that's paying more attention to it sometimes makes it. 
I think sound so. better in your head. But I pay less attention when I drive, but I hear it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think the difference is at work, I listen on noise canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, when everywhere else, I have like just earbuds. And then in my truck, I have like a nice surround sound system. Yeah. So when I'm listening to the Digipack, I'm listening on a surround sound system in my truck, usually in a good mood. Yeah. The other times I'm at I'm at work and I'm zoom, zooming in and out of focus. So it's I, I I find I can't I can't tell a difference in the Digipacks and the other stuff, but because I'm listening through different mediums. But I love the Digipacks. And I love listening in the truck. Yeah. I've spent a bunch of time this past week with the storm i probably mm. spent eight or nine hours outside shoveling yeah uh listening to this and the new british line album which totally grew on me yeah um we're getting a lot of feedback i got to yeah Twitter and, and i've Facebook. got to uh, pick your brain to go noise canceling headphones yeah i think i'm starting to get tinnitus because i put my head my earbuds in yeah and if i start the snowblower up then yes. i end up cranking the music up louder so i can hear it and then I'm out there for like two hours. I come in, then I realize my like phone is on max the whole time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you gotta yeah. be careful with that. So I think I'm gonna get some noise canceling ones so I can just yeah. have a regular. Yeah, that is. Good. But I'm noticing I'm starting to get that tinnitus. Sometimes I'll be lying down in bed and it's like. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, but yeah. it's not bad yet. But if you're gonna be very careful from now on. So I have the Bose noise canceling yeah. ones. Those are really expensive now. They're older, but they're awesome. But then I get these like Cowan, these awesome ones. I've, I showed them to you. Yeah. We had them when we were traveling. And they cost like eighty bucks. Yeah, and they're like I think I might try. there's a leather case and they're gorgeous and they sound perfect. Yep. And I put them on and if anything, they're a couple years newer, but they're as good if not better than my bows. But I like them because they're more hardy and and eighty ninety bucks. Yeah. But I, mean, I got to do something unreal. about my hearing. Too many like maiden and other concerts. And my whole twenties, I basically yeah. my whole early twenties, every weekend, Friday and or Saturday, I was downtown like watching a band. Yeah, with no ear protection. Ooh, for year after year after that's year, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> because it, like hearing hearing delay, hearing damage is delayed, right? It's like a thirty year onset. That's why guys who hunt in their twenties and thirties without their protection get deaf in their fifties and sixties. Okay, so you will get an onset of that later. But yeah, yeah I'll probably be all right. <laughs> so back to Maiden. Yes, uh, I can't remember. This is one of our tangents. <laughs> yeah, another tangent. Another tangent. That's what just. Uh, he, he got it's, okay, deaf so, there and he didn't hear. <laughs> so Virtual Eleven, it's a one of the things I kind of like about this album is it's the weird Maiden album. Yeah, it's the weird one. When I'm in the mood to listen to Maiden, yeah, I'm not going to like be like I'm going to listen to Virtual Eleven or Power Slave because yeah. I'm going to go straight for Power Slave. It's like when you listen to, you know, if you want to listen to Metallica, I yeah. go straight to like Ride the Lightning or Puppets or whatever. I don't reach for like Load. No. But sometimes when I'm in the mood for like hard rock Metallica, I'll go straight to load because that's what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. And that's what happens to me with this album. Is sometimes I want to hear this. Especially if I've listened to like the classic Maiden so much that I'm kind of like, okay, enough Maiden for a while. I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, there's other Maiden here I can just listen to. Yeah, but I mean, really? <laughs> I really like a lot of these songs. Yeah. You know, there's two, <laughs> maybe. Well, there's two that are, I think, iconic. Or, iconic. Well, Known to the main yeah. fan base. As we go through yeah. now, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, I really like a lot of the other songs on this too. Really? Yeah. I would actually... I'm going to change your opinion or what okay. you think I think on one of those two. This is going to be like the virtual 11 battle. Oh, God. Well, not really. I mean, you know, you can... You know, I, I you, you can try and convince me that, that, it, that it's decent, but, you know, it's not like... I don't know. 
you know, it's like someone says, oh, this this steak is, you know, it's excellent, subjectively excellent. And you, you bite into it and you just do not like it at all. Yeah. And then people are like, no, 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 you just don't like it. That's yeah. what it is. It's like, well, it's like oh, point, uh, a lot of people love to a, yeah. pit, a painting and they're like, yeah. look at this masterpiece. And you're That's just right. like, I don't get it. This, and this, they can explain it to you forever, yeah. but either you like it or you don't like it. This album is soapy cilantro to me. I love cilantro. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Some people hate cilantro because it tastes like soap to them. I know, and you can genetically this test yeah. people. Do you know you can genetically yeah. test people to see if they like cilantro or not? Really? There's a gene for it, and they can test you, and they'll be like, you don't like cilantro, and they're like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's so right. I wonder if there's a virtual 11 gene they can test for. <laughs> <laughs> virtual 11 gene. Like, yeah. you don't like lightning strikes twice. Yeah. Who does? Um, I do. Yeah. You would. <laughs> Keep going. we got to get into these tracks. Okay, so we got to yeah. get into the tracks. So, yeah. X-Factor came out. It's recorded in 1994 to August 1995, over months. They take a long time to do the X-Factor. Yeah. X-Factor comes out October 2nd, 95. Yeah. So fall of 95. Then the tour starts September 28th of 95 and ends in September of 96. So they tour for a year off the X-Factor. Yeah. Uh, Right after the tour, that's when they go to Barnyard Studios. And like September 1996, they record Virus. Hmm. Which was that single. And that was something they recorded as a one-off. Yeah. Um, they recorded it for Best of the Beast. So that came out September 23rd, 1996. And I'll play a little clip of Virus. That should have been on this album. Yeah, I don't know if it would cool. fit, but that would arguably be the best track on this album. <laughs> arguably. Now but we, I just played that clip because I think yeah. there are people that don't know the song Virus. Yeah, we covered it in the non-album tracks. And also recently there was a throwback to the lyric that guy, that, that you know, Mendel right. guy yeah. did. Yeah. So, yeah. Viruses. I love that. So love that, that was the that Virus mm. that they did as a one-off. Yep. They recorded that in September 96, and then in late September 23rd, 1996, that comes out on Best of the Beast. Um, and then Maiden kind of lays low for a few months. I don't think there's much going on. And then late summer 1997, they get together at Steve's Bernard Studios again, and they start recording what would become Virtual Eleven. Yeah. Um, I've got a quote from Blaze, and he says, Coming back to the studio, there's lots of confidence in the band. Everybody feels really positive. There's lots of creative energy, and this album feels a lot more positive. Wow. Which it does compared to the X Factor. X Factor is so dark. It does. It yeah. does. Barnyard Studios, um, for our listeners there, is basically a trailer that's parked at Steve's place, right? Nope. It started as a barn at his Steve Harris's house yeah. on his property. Yeah. And they had a mobile studio. They had a, yeah, they had a studio but phone. By this time, it, right? yeah. it's actually, there's no mobile studio. Oh, okay. This is a full. He has a full studio put in there now. Oh, okay. So it's not the mobile studio anymore. This is like the full uh, Barnyard Studios. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Because every time we say Barnyard Studios, I picture all these cables going into a semi. No. Right? And someone in there with the with Well, the that's dashboard. how it started. That's yeah. how it started. But this is a proper studio now. Yeah. 
So Blaze, is, I have a quote from Blaze where he's talking about recording the vocals, and he says, uh, "What I was trying to do was get a bit better than that, but we had such a good vibe, which is what we always look for in recording." So they were running through the songs in the studio. A lot of first vocal takes were used. They didn't spend months and months like the X Factor. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Yannick also says there's not a lot of overdubs. Yeah. Which you can kind of hear on a lot of these songs that there's like that's one thing that's missing from this album. Yeah. Is the dual guitar, you know, the t- guitar harmonies. Yeah. And I mean, they maybe should have gone back and spent a bit more time laying down more guitar lines. I think yeah. there's places on this album where they're playing guitar melodies that would sound really cool if they twinned them up into like a harmony thing. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of missing. Mm. So Blaze actually says, here's another quote from Blaze. This album was the opposite of the last one. It was done too quickly. On the X Factor, we rehearsed the songs and went through them exhaustively before we recorded them. But this time around, we didn't. So I felt some of the songs could have been a bit better if we rehearsed a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So they're always trying to capture that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess there's that balance between like playing it to death and capturing those first takes. Yeah, and I think when you talk about that, you're, you're really missing Adrian. Because some, some of them just yeah, keep going. True. Some of them just keep going, yeah. you know. And, but that's and, the thing. Bruce also, yeah. I think, maybe would have butted heads over some of these songs with Steve. And they would have turned out a bit different. Yeah. Creatively, you've got three people who would have influenced these in the other direction. You know, Martin Birch and, of course, yep. Bruce and Adrian. And that's definitely showing here. Plus, they went through pretty quick. Which might also tell you that there wasn't a lot of pushback in the studio. Get it done. Get it out. Feeling good. Well, the other thing is, I think after they spent so long recording the X Factor, they're kind of like, let's not do that. Let's do the opposite. Let's just get this one out. Yeah. You know, this is from the book At the End of the Day, the story of Blaze Bailey by Lawrence Patterson. He says the, it's not a quote, but he says the songs were only like loosely structured and taken yeah. to Steve's studio and recorded. And there wasn't a lot of rehearsing or working the songs out. They just kind of had the, the loose structure of the songs. They kind of worked on them and recorded a version of them. Mm. And it kind of shows, I think, a few more weeks working these songs out, arranging them. I think uh, yeah, they could have been a bit stronger. Definitely. We go through a few of the tracks. Yeah. Like there's, there's a couple that they definitely could have turned around a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's far too many in my mind, holistically. That's where we're going to butt heads. But there's a yeah. few definitely with some, with some bright spots. And another thing is the Nomad, Dream of Mirrors, and the Mercenary Yeah, were all originally written for Virtual Eleven. Yeah. And... Written with Blaze. And Blaze okay. was like, you know, compensated for those songs when he left Maiden. Okay. So those three, it's weird they didn't end up on this album. And they kind of got shelved from yeah. the next album. Hmm. Yeah, these are too good for this one. Yeah, well, I don't know, but some of them would, like the Nomad's a long yeah, Nomad. song. Yeah. That could fit on here. Yeah. Dream of Mirrors, Mercenary. Yeah. I don't think any of them would have been better with Blaze. No, I don't think so either. No. No. Well, in hey, we got that coming up. I, I forgot the fact that, that Brave New World follows this album exactly. Yeah. So. so these songs roll forward into the next album. Exactly. You want to get into the songs? I do. Okay. First song, Future Real. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, Every time I hear this now, though, I think about our podcast. Oh, yeah. Because right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Thing, yeah. Every time. Yeah. So three minutes. Yeah. That's a quick. It's a it's an excellent you know, opener. Maiden, a yes. three minute Maiden song. It's not very. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna comic. give this to you right now. I think yeah. this might be my favorite track on the album. So this is written by Steve Harris and Blaze mm-hmm. Bailey. Blaze came up with the lyrics. Yeah, it's the second single from the album. Yeah, and Blaze's last single with the band. Yeah, Steve Harris. He says this song was an idea that I'd had for quite some time, but I hadn't worked it up into a full song until the writing started for this album. 
I didn't have a suitable lyric, so I asked Blaze to write something for it. Yeah. So it's uh, the two of them working together as a songwriting team. I always think this song and The Klansman as like sister songs compared to like, you know, Man on the Edge and Sign of the sister, Cross. Sister songs as in but the, the relation two... <laughs> being that the only two of them are good enough to be made in songs. It's the epic and the fast yeah. track from this album. That's right. And the X Factor has Man on the Edge and Sign of the Cross. Yeah. And these two albums, they both have those that dynamic. And they're two of the yeah. best songs. You know what I mean? That's fair. Before before we get going... They're catchy rocker epic pairs. There. Before we get going, albums. play the intro riff. That's cool. a really yeah. upbeat. That riff, riff. is yeah. legit awesome. And the proof yeah. is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding because we use it in in our what is it? We use it for the Blaze uh, right. rating on the podcast. Right. Every time I hear that, I'm like, You're waiting for this is Blaze Bailey. <laughs> I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world I'm running out of my time I'm running out of breath and now it's getting to... um, yeah, I, I love it it's a great album opener and a great concert opener because that opened the set list too for this tour yeah um, I think this is, this is a great song amazing Dave Murray solo oh blistering solo yeah about a minute and a half in what is real future real what is real future real Two minutes into the album, and that's over. And we've already heard the best riff and the best solo. <laughs> that's think? the best solo in my mind. So I don't think I don't have any complaints about this song. I think I love it's great. It. Uh, other than not having Bruce on it, which is some people have this major anti-Blaze thing. Yeah. Um, great tempo, great riff. There's like this camp of anti-Blaze yeah. pro-Bruce fans, and they just hate on like all the Blaze stuff. But other yeah. than those people, like I don't see what's not to like about this song. Yeah. Um, and Bruce did this one live for a while. Mm-hmm. It ended up on the Wicker Man single. So the next single released after this, on the next album, had yeah. this as a B-side. I'm running out of my time, I'm running out of breath. And now it's getting so I can't sleep at night. And the feel like death. I'm getting it for the team, I'm closing in. That's 
That's so, another great version, but yeah, I'm in the Blaze one. I, I give the edge to Blaze. I'm, I'm with you. I was yeah. going to say that. Like for me, this is a Blaze song, big time. Yeah. He even wrote it, so you know, yeah, I, that's true. They're his lyrics. Yeah, his version is the version, I think. And there's no comparison. Blaze has great vocals. Blaze he does. Is well, a, he does this awesome. one live to this day. Yeah, like here's a live version of Blaze doing it. Listen to the speed and the intensity that Blaze does the song with when he does it as a solo artist. I'm running out of my time, I'm running out of breath And now it's getting so I can't sleep at night In the day, feel like that I get it in front of me, I feel the cold I'm sick and I'm scared, I'm no real way What that sounds like? Well, that sounds like when I listen to my podcast on like 1.2. You know, yeah. I'm trying to catch <laughs> yeah, up, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so I, I don't like it accelerated. And he I threw, don't either. He threw a few blue, Bruce flares in there too, yeah. uh, which was good. Um, but uh, I love this. I love this track. Yeah. I think. Look, Bruce is a better vocalist than Blaze in his full body of work. But this is a Blaze song. Blaze sings yeah. it better. It's the range yeah. is there for for Blaze. Exactly. Like, knock it out of the park. Yeah, he's got yeah. that rolling vocals too, which I find like in a Pacey song. It's his yeah. specialty, right? Whereas, you know, Bruce, there's no long vocal arcs here that really benefit him. Yeah. And and but, for uh, me this this is a this is a play song. Yeah. So I love it. I mean I, I wouldn't change anything about it. Um So we're one song in and you're like Yeah. Oh best album, like, ever. best album ever. Best album ever. There are parts in this though where a little bit more guitar harmonies could add a true. Depth. And you notice yeah. that in that Blaze solo one yeah. that they did a guitar harmony line. Yeah. Um that's something that was really lacking from this album, and you'll yeah. notice it as we go through it. The yeah. parts where it's like, oh yeah, if they had to double that up with another guitar line, it would have sounded more maideny. Yeah, I wonder if that's just Yannick in the recording rather than Adrian. I mean, what is yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Enhanced CD single this came out as. Yeah. Released July 28th, 1998, four months after the album came out. Yeah. This came out as a single. The cover is like the CG Somewhere in Time, Eddie. Okay. This is the phase of Maiden where you get like the crappy computer generated eddie cover art and they stick the videos on as enhanced content on the cds um, i do not like any kind of like computer generated iron maiden eddie cover art yeah that was where like the, the ed hunter and all that yeah know. there used to be the auto play where you'd put it in and something would pop up and move around a little bit it's an enhanced cd so it just had the video as a track that you could watch when you put it in your computer oh okay which was like i guess maiden they're really trying to they're really into this like you know the ed hunter video game electronic mm. you know the cutting edge at the time you know and you can see like the whole virtual 11 theme is like virtual reality i don't know yeah how does the head ed hunter game tie into it though just the eddie and the cg graphics yeah that's right it's just kind of it doesn't actually tie into this album oh, okay but uh yeah you know this whole phase of maiden is very like they have their head in this place of like mm. video games in the future and futuristic stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's when it comes to their art, 
Um, Derek Riggs actually designed another cover for this, and this is another. It's like a futuristic. I got to print above it here. It's like yeah. a futuristic version of the Power Slave cover. Yeah. It's also like computer generated art. Uh, and this is also the phase of Derek Riggs when he goes like full. He gives up the airbrush and the paints and he goes to the computer. Yeah. Not a big fan of this phase of Derek Riggs either. No. Uh, I don't know. I like my Eddie's painted. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. I mean, it's like someone, you know, our age trying to get on TikTok or whatever that is. But I think at the time, they're like, this is the new thing. And you yeah. know what I mean? I think yeah. they were. Everybody's on the, the internet's on yeah. computers now. <laughs> so the B-sides for the single, Man on the Edge Live, that's from that uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, November 1995 show. Uh-huh. Then they had the Angel and the Gambler video, which we will talk about to a great extent eventually. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they had the Evil That Men Do. Uh, live with Blaze. That was a B side for the future real song. Yeah, that's a no for me. He's, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm giving that a that's a no. Uh, look, that's <laughs> one of my favorite songs, and I also think that you know, the evil the men do really is just like the best Bruce song in terms of like this yeah, is why it sounds great. Songs. Like all those transitions. Yeah. I well, mean, Blaze is struggling yeah. on those. That's tracks. literally and what it sounds like when is... I sing "Made in the Shower." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's better than that. Oh well, it's better than but that. But this is a, a good example of like if Maiden had a tuned down a key mm. <laughs> for blaze's range yeah like i think blaze would have sounded way better on these tracks yeah. but steve harris just was like we are not tuning down he has this thing he will not tune down yeah. but you have a new a new singer with a new range i mean you can tune down it wouldn't you wouldn't notice it yeah, yeah not, well, not really well, it even maybe even sound heavier yeah and i don't think he would it'd be so hard on his voice right like blaze really basically blew his voice out trying to sing for maiden yeah. on these old songs um, I don't know. That's kind of like the whole story of Blaze and the band trying to do the Bruce songs, right? He yeah. does an adequate job of a lot of them, and some of them he just like struggles. Yeah, that was just unfair. Yeah, you know, and it's a weird, it's a hard position to be in, to totally. thrown as the singer of Maiden. Yeah, and then expected to hit these notes that are out of your range. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, oh, totally. A few of those covers we did a while back, though. A few of those people could could do it. Yeah. That fellow Sebastian Bach was it that, that I don't know. A few of those could like hit it. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot. But they. That's the thing is that Steve Harris could decide. He's like, I'm going to go with Blaze because yeah. I'm going in a different direction. I'm not that's trying right. to get a Bruce clone. Yeah. But he goes in this other direction. But then he expects the new guy. Yeah. To sing, in these keys. Yeah. That Bruce was in, and it's like either get someone that can sing these or accommodate your new singer. I know. Or or you know bring back some Paul stuff because they to me they fit so well. Yeah. And there was a lot of you know. There was a fair bit of it. Yeah. So that's the first track. Yeah. So that's a great track. And the next up is Angel the Gambler. But do we have time to get into that? Save that one for the next Storm episode? We should, yeah. Well, it's it's 10 minutes. Yeah. And you probably got about 18 clips. <laughs> I got a lot I was, to say. A lot to say about the Angel and Gambler. Yeah. In that... I don't want to get into it too much because we'll get into mm, it next episode. Some bright spots. Yeah. But I think it's the idea... 
The idea is there for a great song. Mm. The execution is way off. Oh my god, this old man on the bicycle, ninety two, going straight at the gates right into his forehead. <laughs> like it's, I don't get it. I mean, no, like it took me the longest time. It's so hard to listen to that song. There's See, good I spots. Yeah. I just, I just tune out. I mean, it's it'll put you to bed. I mean, it's and since it's just so long, it's but too but long. so pointlessly long. But the thing, the the best part about an epic is you know when you're listening to it and it doesn't feel long. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't feel long. It feels like a three-minute song because after three minutes, I'm onto something. I'm not even paying attention anymore. Like yeah. it, it was like that when I first started really breaking this album down. I was like, wow, wow, this is so long. Like I just and you know, I'm just sitting there struggling. I'm like, why is this still going? Yeah, it's like you know, it's like three minutes worth of song. Yeah, because it sounds like a catchy, yeah, more of a rock, hard rock song than That's a metal right. song. It's like a three-minute catchy rock song. Yeah forced into being an epic yeah you know what i mean i know and there's a lot of foreplay that's going nowhere <laughs> and i'm a 40 year old man foreplay is is not necessary most times but that goes nowhere that's even the worst yeah. that's the worst yeah but... it's just i don't know and there is a, a radio edit of it which yeah. is a lot better and aside from it being too long i think people need you either like accept maiden doing like this kind of hard rock yeah thing you know, if you can't get past that. And the keyboards. We'll get into all this next episode. Yeah. We'll There's a lot of issues people have with these songs that you have to get past to enjoy the song. To enjoy the song. And I do enjoy the song. Yeah. I think it could be a lot better. This is one of the ones that it was a song idea. I understand what they're trying to do, but they just, I don't know. They should, I don't know. Yeah. Steve Harris's keyboards, they don't quite, I can accept them, but like the tone of the keyboards yeah. sounds like a... 80s Casio keyboard almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a whole transitionary period. Yeah. It's a weird time for me, man. They got a whole different band. It's yeah. 98, the internet started up. It's just kind of like MP3 debacle. They're trying to do digital CDs. Their artwork's not right. New producer. You know, Harris is back, but is he back like mentally? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's just all over the place. But I can see like when this came out, yeah, I get like... I know we went into Bruce returning and in the middle of the tour and them sitting him down and not making eye contact. We've done all that. I could just see, like, as soon as this launched, just Nico for me. It just seems like the kind of guy's like, this isn't right. Yeah. And Nico's I mean? drumming on this is very uh, yeah. uninspired. Oh, you guarantee it. It's yeah. like, hey, boys, we need Bruce back. Come on now. We know, you know, we do. You know, you can just yeah. imagine him doing that, right? Come on now. There's nothing wrong with place now, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, you can just see him doing that too. Come on now. Anyway, uh, I could see that happening, but uh, I don't know. For me, I, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it, but what's the reaction you've seen? Because I'm lying with Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, on the Facebook? So the people that. <laughs> on the interwebs? We're saying how we're people love this reactions. album and people yeah. hate this album. Yes. Um, so here's just before we even started recording in these albums, yeah. any of these episodes, I put out a tweet and said, like, how do people feel about this album? And we also Ooh. got a bunch of emails, and I've got a ton of them here, but I'm not yes. going to get into all of them. Uh, Pedro Camino says it's a heinous album abhorrent when I binge listen to all of Maiden's albums twice a year this is a tough one to swallow the Klansman is the only song of any value 3 out of 10 and then another person Ed Hunter who says huge Maiden fan since the 80s and this is the only album that I don't have and still refuse to hear it X Factor was enough for me with Blaze couldn't do another one love y'all's show it's awesome had to start the podcast from the beginning. Keep up the good work, up the irons. Nice. So I have a problem with that if you're like, he's saying, 
he refuses to hear it. So basically, you don't have any. If you won't listen to an album, then you have your opinion is worth zero. No, totally disagree. I disagree. He gave it a chance. It's not his job to spend like. He says, I don't, it's the only album he doesn't have and still refuse to hear it. So he's never listened to it. Okay, so you I have to listen to I'll an album take... a good half a dozen times before you can have an opinion on it. Fair enough. Or at least, you have to at least listen to an album once. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, so if you were watching your favorite sports team, which you watch all the time, <laughs> um, and you shut it off in disgust, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I does that make you less of a fan? I mean, I'm not saying he's less of a fan, I'm just yeah. saying... I would never give my opinion on an album that I've never listened to. Yeah. You could be like, have you heard the new, what's a band that I don't like? Yeah. I don't know. Pick a band that I've never heard that Taylor I Taylor like. Swift. Yeah, experience. I'd be like, I'm not, Taylor, that new Taylor Swift album's garbage. And you'd be like, what What don't you like about it? I don't know, I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Well, then what's my opinion? Doesn't I, I, I haven't heard it, but I'm guaranteed <laughs> there's a breakup song in there somewhere. Yeah. But then we got, we got some messages like this one. Hello, Talking Maiden. My name is Colin. I'm 17 years old, and I absolutely love this show. I've been listening for about four months now. I've been an Iron Maiden fan for about three years, and I absolutely love listening to the show. I listen to it, you know, probably about an hour a day, just catching up on all the episodes I haven't listened to yet. And it's an absolutely awesome show. You guys do a great job. Since we're starting Virtual 11 soon, I figured I'd give you my, my opinion on that album. It's really an underrated album. Super glad you guys are covering it, because I think a lot of people need to give that album another listen. I really think, for example, it's better than Seventh Son. Blaze does a great job with the vocals. I think they would the album would probably be a lot better if Bruce was the vocalist. But I think Blaze does a really good job on the vocals. I think pretty much every song is good except for the closer. Uh, and overall, I think it's just a really underrated album. I would say Up the Irons and Down the Hops, but I'm not old enough to drink yet in America. Uh, but, you know, the first beer I, I will drink when I turn 21 is the Trooper. Anyway, so up the irons. Wow. Better than Seven Sun, he wow. says. Wow, wow. Yeah. You know what? That's an awesome message from a young dude who's into Maiden's, got his whole life out of him. Can't drink yet, but he's got a, lots of time for that. Don't worry, friend. Um, Dan and Marika, deadly. Love it. Seventh Son versus, oh my God. I don't know. Maybe his ears haven't dropped yet or something. <laughs> Love him, but great call. Uh, but, but it depends. Uh, seventh Son is... is, is it depends so, what you get into and how you get into the band. I, I can know. see, like, you know, and there's a lot of people that do not like Silver yeah, Sun. But those are mostly people that love the Peace of Mind, Beast, Power Slave era. And then it's they just, don't like the keyboard. It's just so. not. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But, I mean, you look, if someone says to me, Josh, I don't like where they went with Seventh Sun. I'm an old school Maiden fan. I get it. Yeah. But you can't be in Virtual Eleven and not like Seventh Sun. It just He said it's better than Seventh Sun. He didn't say he I didn't know. like Seventh Sun. I know. Oh, well. Yeah. And that's a valid opinion. It, you can't, uh, all opinions are valid. I mean, we live in a, a democracy. Fair enough. I'm okay uh, with that. Look, that there's it, but you also have the right to be wrong. Like that's just that's just horrible. <laughs> in your, Seventh Son is so your great. Opinion. Like yeah. Seventh Son, though, you know, I can understand some of the sounds yeah. and the synthiness people don't like, but it is a cohesive, amazing album. There's yeah. not, and I there's think very so too. few weak tracks on it. This yeah. this this is no a Swiss cheese. This is Swiss cheese with weak tracks. I mean, it's just like you're trying to patch. Yeah. But, but you were even him. argue. He says he likes all of it yeah. except for the last track. You were like, there's bright spots. Like, there's yeah. there's decent moments in there. Like, no, what? Like, Seventh Son is amazing. Anyway, yeah. have a re-listen to Seventh Son, but man, a great, great call. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Uh, we got an email from, or a message from Maxim. He says, not yeah. sure which is more criminally underrated, this or Fear of the Dark. 
Ooh, Maxim also loves it. Yeah, Screaming Lord Scribbles is uh, the Twitter handle of this guy. Yeah. says, I played the hell out of it in 98 and still mm-hmm. enjoy it today, although it's quite repetitive. Yeah. So that's kind of more where I align. I think it's, yeah. uh, I played the hell out of it. Yeah. I think it's mostly good, mostly but kind good. of repetitive in places with a couple of weak spots. Okay. But, uh, Max, I remember how he ripped you after the Fear of the Dark? Oh, yeah. That was so yeah. good. He's going to call up and rip me now with the virtual weapon. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope not. I really went hard on Fear of the Dark. You did. And he called me on it, which is good because, I mean, yeah. you know, people's opinions. Yeah. Uh, I hope he rips you on Virtual Eleven. Oh, when you're well. Done. <laughs> you know, Facebook has been. But that's the thing about Maiden is people yeah. love certain albums, they hate certain albums. Yeah. And you can find someone with the exact opposite opinion. Yeah, like you we can. just heard someone who thinks that a virtual eleven is better than Seventh Son, and we have a lot. We've met a lot of people who hate Seventh Son. Yeah, they're like once have. they hit seven somewhere in time, once that keyboardy sound came in, they're like enough. Yeah, and never check back in. Mm. We met people that got in Toronto. Remember? Yeah, no. Yeah, Toronto. They're a whole <laughs> different breed. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, anybody can like anything, but I mean consistently. Yeah, yeah. virtual eleven, fear of the dark, are the bottom yeah. end of most people's rating of all the Maiden albums. Who was the guy we were talking to in Manchester who only likes the Paldiano albums? Remember that? No. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, we were talking to somebody yeah. in one of the posts. There were so many dudes. Yeah. Remember my friend? We he was like, the first two Maiden albums are the best, and after that... After that, it's horrible. He sounds like yeah. the guys in the earlier documentary. <laughs> um, remember my friend who, who who heard Power Slave and quit Maiden forever? Like, yes. he got to Power Slave, and he was like, screw right. this band. Yeah. Number of the Beast and Peace of Mind were like two of his favorite albums. And then yeah. Power Slave came out, and he's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. No I'm more done. Of this. Yeah. That's so good. Anyway, I'm glad we uh, actually got this episode done, because yeah. we were... Thinking we were going to have to skip a week. It was a close call. We've been going two and a half years, and we haven't missed a Friday yet. No. And it looked like we were going to miss this yeah. Friday. But we managed to pull it out. A close call. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, good. man. Oh, God. So I'm glad we got this one done. I got Now I have to go home. I got uh, 24 hours to edit this one. Get it, <laughs> get it online. Get it up online. <laughs> do, do, the, do the Nesbitt thing. Yeah. So we only yeah. got in one track, and I was kind we of did. thinking about getting into Angel of Gambler too. But yeah. I always feel bad when I rip an yeah. album. You know, like uh, I took so much grief for the Bruce Solo stuff, and I tried to be the the nice guy during Fear of the Dark. But I don't know, man. That's one I struggle with this one. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. I really struggle with this. Yeah, you know, I I've been because um, I still got peace of mind in the truck. Yeah, and of course, I've got uh, a few Blaze and. Night Demon in the truck, and I've been listening and listening and then skipping that disc. I was like, oh, (laughs) there's times where I'm just like, I can't listen to it. Yeah. Well, that's it. Man, I'm white from shoveling, too. Me, too. I've been like, the last like three or four days, I'm like, every muscle in my body hurts. But I'm tired and cranky from all the shoveling. (laughs) Oh, and the Leafs suck right now. So there you go. There's my there's my Leafs minutes. There's my Leafs second. (laughs) The Leafs suck right now. Okay. The playoffs. Good beer. Great beer. Great beer, great first track. Yeah, great first track. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into Angel and the Gambler right away yes. next episode. I know Our... people are waiting for us to get into that one. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot to say about Angel and the Gambler. I hope you do. Good and bad. Because I don't have a ton to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to basically... <laughs> well, nothing good anyway. Okay. All right. Talkingmaiden.com. You can get us on Facebook too. Until and Twitter. On Twitter. All that stuff. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops.
Mm-hmm.